Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Thursday, January 11th, 2018. Broadcasting from the Beantown Athletics Studio, Beantown Athletics, Boston's go-to destination for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, beantownathletics.com. Today's show is presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using my promo code PIC. That's P-I-C. Today's show is also presented by Molinari's Pizzeria. Molinari's is exactly what y'all looking for in a family-owned Italian restaurant. Head in today on Adams Street in Dorchester. Grab a table, sit at the bar, or even order something to go. From appetizers and salads to sandwiches and house-made pasta dishes to their delicious wood oven specialty pizzas, Molinari's has the best Italian menu in town. Check out their entire menu right now at MolinariesPizzeria.com. That's MolinariesPizzeria.com. And when you do stop in on Adams Street in Dorchester, make sure you tell them I sent you. Welcome to the show on this Thursday, January 11th, as the insanity continues here in New England. Uh, you might need to be reminded that there actually is a playoff football game Saturday night at Gillette Stadium, the Patriots and the Tennessee Titans. But, you know, if you're paying attention to the sports media in this town, uh, outside, I mean, I'm not saying this show, because what I've done on this show is I've I've tried to remind people that the Patriots are still playing for a Super Bowl championship this year and that they're still the number one seed and that they're still the favorite to win this year's Super Bowl. I keep trying to remind you on this very podcast, in my column for the Boston Metro, and even in a couple columns on my website at dannypicard.com, I've tried to remind you that the number one goal of everybody in the Patriots organization right now is to win this year's Super Bowl, Super Bowl 52 in Minnesota. Uh, but if you listen to everybody else, if you read everybody else, then uh, all you'll be worked up about is the future and what comes after Tom Brady. You know, you'll be worked up about the Jimmy Garoppolo trade still. You'll be talking about what Bill Belichick's future is. You'll be talking about Belichick's relationship with Robert Kraft, with Tom Brady. You'll be talking about Alex Guerrero. You'll be talking about the TB12 center. You'll be talking about everything other than what the Patriots have in front of them, which is the Tennessee Titans Saturday night. The Patriots are a 13 and a half point favorite. And uh, I will close out today's podcast with my picks for the divisional round. Picks, picks, only four games. I'll give you all my picks with the spread. I'll give you my DraftKings. Gotta have them play for the divisional round. So uh, I'll give you my picks. But, you know, right now, a lot of the focus in this town is not on the game. Again, again, not this show. I've, I'm, I'm focused on the game. But if you listen to everybody else, if you read everybody else, I, I, you'll be like me, and you'll want to slam your head against the wall because I can only do, I can only do the Garoppolo trade for so long. Like I, I, I can't. I'm not going to sit here for the next three years and continue to bring up the Garoppolo trade. For whatever reason, you might disagree with it. Whether it's the return, only a second-round pick from the San Francisco 49ers, and I say only, and I kind of roll my eyes, because 
I don't think a second-round pick from the San Francisco 49ers, a 49ers team that didn't make the playoffs, I don't think that's such a bad pick. I don't think it's as bad as people are making it out to be. Now, I get it. You wanted a first-round pick for Garoppolo, or you wanted maybe even multiple first-round picks for Jimmy Garoppolo, and you didn't get it, and you're upset with that return, but, you know, a second-round pick from San Francisco, I just don't think it's a bad pick, especially given the fact that you traded your backup quarterback to get it, and knowing the way Bill Belichick drafts, he might take that second-round pick and turn it into a third and a fourth and give it even better value. So I just I don't complain about the second-round pick. And another thing with the Garoppolo trade that I, I, I do think people just don't understand, and I tried to point this out on Twitter the other day, is, and I actually try to stress this, I give like a three-part tweet, and, and this is where I'll end the Garoppolo trade stuff, because again, I, I don't want to keep doing this, at some point, at some point, even the people that don't like the Garoppolo trade, at some point, they have to, you would think, they have to understand what the Patriots have right now, which is the best quarterback in the league, and if not the best, obviously one of the best, but One of the best quarterbacks in the league, a guy that's going to win the MVP this season, his third NFL MVP, and a guy that could end up being the Super Bowl MVP once again. And he's going to be around for a couple more years. So at some point, people need to look at Tom Brady and understand that he still is the best and the Patriots still have their best chance of winning the next couple years with him. But on the Garoppolo trade, again, I'm not going to keep doing this for the next three years, but there's just one, one other thing. And I kind of mentioned it the last couple of shows, and I kind of mentioned it in my latest column for the Boston Metro, but I tweeted it out the other day, and I do want to stress it because I do think it's a bigger deal than people are making it out to be. The idea that Belichick sent Garoppolo to San Francisco, the NFC West, and just how big of a move that is for the Patriots right now, if they are going to be all in on the right now, if they are going to be all in on Tom Brady, but not just Tom Brady, if they're going to be all in on potentially the next quarterback that Bill Belichick drafts, which I assume he's going to draft one this year, and he's going to have pride in that pick. He's going to take a lot of pride in that pick, and he's going to hear all these people. Belichick's going to hear all these people talking about how good Garoppolo is and that, you know, Bill Belichick, he just gave up, you know, the guy that 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 he wanted to be Brady's backup, you know, he wanted to be the heir apparent, he just gave him up for only a second round pick, and they're trashing Belichick for that trade. He's going to hear all that stuff, and you know what he's going to do? He's going to say to himself, oh, what, you, you, you don't think I can take another quarterback in this year's draft and turn him in the heir apparent and turn him into somebody that I can win Super Bowls with? You don't think so? You want to focus on Garoppolo? Watch me do it. Watch me take a quarterback in this year's draft and turn him into a stud and turn him into somebody that everybody, not just in this town, but around the rest of the league is going to love. Watch me do it. I'll do it this draft. You mean to tell me that Bill Belichick is not going to have that mindset? You're out of your fucking mind because he is. All right? He is. But when he does and whatever the future holds, with Brady for the next couple years, and then whatever quarterback Bill Belichick has after that. The idea that you sent Jimmy Garoppolo, if he's going to be as good as everybody thinks he is, if he's going to be this special quarterback in this league, which again, a lot of people believe he will be, and I'm actually one of them. I think he's going to be a pretty good quarterback in the league. If we think he's going to be a special player, Jimmy Garoppolo, and you send him to the NFC West rather than a team in the AFC, 
And and I know people say, well, Jimmy Garoppolo, if he was sent to Cleveland, you know, he wouldn't be able to do anything with the Browns. They're a shit organization. I mean, forget about organizational stuff. How about just the team? What were the San Francisco 49ers? I get they have a much better organization than the Browns. I get that the 49ers have won championships with multiple quarterbacks. I get it. But look at the, what were the 49ers this year before Garoppolo got there? They were terrible. They were garbage. He shows up, you know, rattles off four or five straight wins, and now everybody's, you know, all of a sudden looking at the 49ers like they're this championship organization again. You mean to tell me that Garoppolo couldn't go to Cleveland and help them win some games in a, in a conference that's worse than the conference he went to? So that, that brings me to my ultimate point here with the Garoppolo trade and a name that I brought up the other day on Twitter. Aaron Rodgers. I used Aaron Rodgers, his name, his presence in the league, his 10 years as a starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. I used Aaron Rodgers as my example as to why I'm telling you, and I'm sure Bill Belichick probably feels the same way, trading a quarterback to another conference can be a huge move with regards to your own team's future. I honestly believe that. I believe that, and I use Aaron Rodgers as an example. So all the people that are trying to tell us that, uh, you know what, he could have got a better return sending him to Cleveland, you know, he would have got a first-round pick, he gets a second-round pick from the 49ers, and he sends him to the NFC West. And I'm here to tell you that that does matter. Where you send a player that you think is going to be a special player at a position that important, the quarterback position, that can be that much of a game-changer, And we all agree, that's a game-changing position. Without a quarterback in this league, you do not win. You you cannot win shit in this league without a quarterback. So it does, I'm telling you right now, it matters where, if you're going to trade that type of special player at that position, it does matter where you send him. And the example I use is Aaron Rodgers, because the question I ask is this. Let me ask you this, let me ask you this question first. If we're going to call Tom Brady the best, we'll say Tom Brady's been the best quarterback in the NFL the last 10 years, or or we'll call him top three. Who else is in that group of top three the last 10 years along with Tom Brady? Who, Who are the other two? Don't even give me two. Just give me one that's in the top three at that position. You'll tell me Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, there are a lot of people that think Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady. Okay? But, but regardless... We're, talk, we're talking top three quarterbacks in the NFL. I ask you, outside of Brady, we're going to put Brady in. He's obviously been top three for the last 10 years. Who, are the, who Give me one of the other two in that top three. Just give me one. You will tell me Aaron Rodgers. You will. You'll put him in there. Top three, right? Aaron Rodgers, top three quarterback in the league. Okay. Fine. He's that good. Absolutely. I'm absolutely putting him there. So, what if Aaron Rodgers, a guy who... A lot of people are comparing Jimmy Garoppolo to and saying, oh, he, you know, he's got the mobility like him. He can throw in the run like him. He's got the accuracy. Uh, he's got the athleticism. He's got that, that, that spunk. Yeah, he, people compare Jimmy Garoppolo to Aaron Rodgers. What if Aaron Rodgers, for the last 10 years, was a quarterback in the AFC? You mean to tell me that Aaron Rodgers, somebody that you just admitted when I asked you, if he's a top three quarterback or has been a top three quarterback in this league the last 10 years, you 
said, yes, he was. A top three quarterback in the league the last 10 years. If Rodgers was in the AFC, you mean to tell me he wouldn't have interfered in some of the Patriots' success? He wouldn't have? Oh, come on. Please, give me a break. I tweeted that out the other day because I tweeted, in the last 10 years, how much has Bill Belichick had to worry about Aaron Rodgers? This is another question for you. So, on top of Rodgers being a top three quarterback in the league, let me ask you this other question. How often... Has Bill Belichick, how often have the New England Patriots had to worry about Aaron Rodgers for as long as Aaron Rodgers has been in the NFL and has been a top quarterback in the NFL? How much have they had to worry about Aaron Rodgers? How much has Bill Belichick had to even think about Aaron Rodgers? I can't think of an occasion in which the Patriots had to worry about Aaron Rodgers. Now, think about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has played the Patriots, what, twice, both in the regular season. Are we calling that you have to worry about Aaron Rodgers? Or I have to think, how often has Bill Belichick had to worry about Aaron Rodgers in the last 10 years since Rodgers has been in the league? I cannot give you one occasion in which the Patriots have had to worry about Aaron Rodgers. You know why? Because he's in the NFC. You know why? Because the Patriots have not played the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl. That's why. So that's why sending a player like that to the NFC is important. And I tweeted this out the other day, and some people were coming to me, and they were saying, yeah, but but Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you know, there have been seasons in which, you know, his teams are bad, or, or, or he hasn't been great, or he's had some injuries. So wait a minute. Go through the AFC, the list of quarterbacks in the NFC versus the list of quarterbacks in the AFC. I'm not talking about what his teams did in the NFC. I mean, the year they won the the year Green Bay won the Super Bowl in 2010, I think they were the the final wild card team, right? They were the number six seed, I think, and they won the Super Bowl in 2010. Rodgers has won only one Super Bowl. I get it. I understand that. But look at the quarterback situation in the AFC. And, and the Patriots have had to face all of the top ones, have they not? they faced Roethlisberger multiple times. Um, but again, I think the list is laughable in the AFC of quarterbacks that you have to face and have had to face in the last 10 years. Is it not? You know, obviously we're putting Peyton Manning there. But, I mean, I, I think outside of that, the N- I just think the NFC, you look at that conference and... Uh, I just think there's a lot more talent at the quarterback position in the NFC. But if Aaron Rodgers was in the AFC, you mean to tell me that he would one of his te- couple of his teams wouldn't have run into the Patriots in the playoffs? And you mean to tell me that Aaron Rodgers isn't good enough to have interfered with the Patriots' success over the last ten years if he was in the AFC? Of course he would have. Of course he had a chance to do that. But you know why he didn't? Because he's in the other conference. And again, the answer to the question, how much has Bill Belichick had to worry about one of the best quarterbacks in the league? Some people call him the best than Aaron Rodgers. How often has Bill Belichick had to worry about that guy since that guy's been in the league? And outside of two regular season games that they've played, the answer is zero. Has not had to worry about Aaron Rodgers at all in important games, in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl. Hasn't had to worry about him. What, that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything when it comes to trading a guy that you think could be special to a certain spot? 
That doesn't mean anything to you? It means something to me. That's a, to me, that's a perfect example. Aaron Rodgers and the Patriots ultimately never really having to worry about him. Rodgers' career is going to be over. And Bill Belichick might have n- never even had to think twice about Aaron Rodgers in a, in a playoff or a Super Bowl. Can you believe that? One of the best quarterbacks in the league. Now, who knows? Maybe two or three years, the Patriots play the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl. How many times have you predicted that? I know I've predicted it a couple times. I've predicted Patriots-Packers in the Super Bowl multiple, on multiple occasions over the last 10 years. But the odds of getting the matchup, the actual matchup that you predict, are just not very good. But it's not because the odds of the Patriots getting there aren't good. It's because the odds of somebody in the NFC winning that absolute dogfight. Think about it. Look at the quarterbacks in the NFC. Look at them. Carson Wentz got hurt, and it's still loaded. Drew Brees just beat Cam Newton. You got Matt Ryan. All right, Matt Ryan going up against uh, Jared Goff. You had that in the wild card round. And it's it just the, the quarterback play. I mean, we're not even talking about Russell Wilson didn't even make the playoffs, right? There's a couple other guys there. I mean... The NFC is just loaded. So, sending another quarterback over there, I have no problem with it. In fact, I prefer it. I prefer it. And I think Bill Belichick would too. And if you think it's a non-issue, if you think it's just like, oh, it doesn't matter where you send them, just look at Aaron Rodgers and look at the Patriots over the last 10 years and ask yourself the question, how many times have the Patriots had to worry about Aaron Rodgers? I cannot think of a single time that I have sat here as a Patriots fan and said to you, well, we're going to have to, Aaron Rodgers is, you know, this is a big game because Rodgers, you know, he could he could eliminate the Patriots right now. Honestly. I know there was, a, I think there was a game the year the Patriots, the year the Patriots won the, was it the year they won the Super Bowl against Seattle, Super Bowl 49, I think late in the regular season? Is that one of the games they played Green Bay? Was that one? Um, I don't Honestly, but I'm talking about playoffs. You can't play an NFC team in the playoffs. The Super Bowl is the only time you could play Aaron Rodgers. And what are the odds of that? So sending Garoppolo to the NFC does matter to me. It does. And if you need an example, just look at Aaron Rodgers and look at how many times the Patriots have had to actually worry about him, who is one of the best quarterbacks in the league and has been for the last 10 years. And Belichick might be able to retire. And he could retire in 10 years. And he might be able to say, you know what? I never really had to worry about one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You know why? He was in the NFC. He, Belichick might retire in 10 years with a couple more Super Bowls maybe even with another quarterback after Brady, and he might say, you know what, guess what? I never had to deal with Jimmy Garoppolo in a big game. How about that? I never had to worry about it. (laughs) Much like Aaron Rodgers, never had to worry about Jimmy Garoppolo because they're all beating each other up in the NFC, all those those quarterbacks. (laughs) Right? Right? So um, I'm okay with Garoppolo in the NFC. I just, I don't have a problem with the trade because I understand all the things that go into it. The money involved, the contracts involved, the agent, and I say agent, singular, involved Brady and Garoppolo with the same agent. Garoppolo's agent knows what Brady's plan is. Brady's agent knows what Garoppolo wants his plan to be. He knows, Don Yee knows what the Patriots' plan is going to be. 
And if you think it's a crazy plan to stick with Brady right now, I think you've lost sight of the fact that Super Bowls still matter. And you know what? If the short term doesn't matter to you anymore, which I've tried to tell you, it does still matter to Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. If it doesn't matter to you anymore, that's one thing. It's another thing entirely to use all of this stuff to hate Tom Brady. You see, you're starting to, there's some people now in the Boston media that are coming up being like, oh, how Tom Brady, uh, he's, he's now turning into a, he's turned into a villain and all this. Well, I've been saying that, you know, I've been feeling that. I've actually been feeling that for a couple of years now. You know, when I was doing weekend radio, taking ridiculously stupid fucking calls from people who just, you know, I remember taking calls a couple of years ago where people were trying to tell me that they were never going to root for the Patriots again because they did something stupid. Just insane. Just absolute insanity. But I'm hearing people now look at Tom Brady. and like, what was the, the documentary? The preview of his documentary on Facebook came out the other day called Tom versus Time. And it caught me all fired up. I mean, it's Tom Brady. One of the quotes was, it's like a minute long. Is it on Facebook? Is the documentary itself on Facebook? Or was that just a preview linked onto his Facebook page? The whole documentary might just be specifically for Facebook. I'm not so sure. But if you watch the video, you know, the Patriots fan in me, the Tom Brady fan, loved it. I mean, I loved it. And one of the quotes was, you know, I'm giving up my life to win. And if you're going to beat me, you better be giving up yours. And, and I'm paraphrasing that, I think. I don't have that word for word, but it's pretty damn close. And then towards the end of the preview video, you know, there's some ridiculous things where he's like, he's like running around with shoulder pads and a helmet, <laughs> like next to Giselle. I, I mean, you know, but I, I don't think he's fucking around there. Like, I, I, I do think that Tom Brady... We, I mean, we know this from him. He, he calls himself a warrior, says he has a warrior-like mentality. I mean, he does. I mean, he's just telling us what he has. I, I think those goofy videos show it, that, that, he, that he has that, that he's always training, that he does care about winning, that he is giving up his life to win. And if you want to beat him, you better be giving up yours, right? I mean, I, some people might roll their eyes at some of it, but it's true. And then at the end, towards the end of it, he says, you know, right now, I feel like I'm at the top of my game. And if I'm at the top of my game, why would I ever stop doing this? Why would I stop doing this now? And it kind of was a message like, I'm not done yet. And it's the message that I've been trying to tell people. But I shouldn't even have to tell you this because the guy's going to win the MVP. All right. I mean, if you watch the Patriots play, I shouldn't have to tell you this. People will point out, well, towards the end of the season, Tom Brady struggled a little bit. Give me seasons in which Tom Brady or any quarterback in the league who's the best in the league has not struggled at times. Give me, give every quarterback, every single season has a couple stretches, maybe one, maybe two. They might be one big stretch, one small stretch. Have some stretches where they, they stumble a little bit or they don't look the, like the best, but they're still pretty damn good. Still pretty damn good. Um, but we're spoiled. I mean, we really are spoiled. But there's being spoiled, right? There's being spoiled. And then there's using this stuff. And trying to say, like, you hate Tom Brady, or you don't like Tom Brady, or, you know, you're done with Tom Brady. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Honestly, what are you talking about? How could you be done with Tom Brady? You know how much of a spoiled asshole you sound like? Do you know, I, and this, I say this all the time, but do you know how many people around 
the country just want to get to the playoffs? Patriots are going to be, if they beat the Titans on Saturday night, they'll be playing in their seventh straight AFC championship. I will continue to tell people to let that sink in. That's not normal. You don't play in seven straight AFC championship games. That means you're in the final four. There's only four teams standing conference championship weekend. For the last seven years, the Patriots have been one of those final four. Do you know how many people are rooting for a team? They're a diehard fan. They wear jerseys and, and, and hats and T-shirts, and they got posters on the wall, and they play Madden with only one team on their PlayStation or their Xbox, and it's just that one team, and, and they just want to get to the playoffs. Do you know how many they just want to get, some people just want to get to the playoffs back-to-back years, never mind getting to the conference championship seven straight. You know how spoiled people sound when, when, when they get out there and say, oh, Tom Brady, we're done with him. You know, we're done with him. You know how spoiled you sound? Like, there's a game Saturday night at Gillette Stadium. It still means something. You can't embrace that. You can't appreciate that. It's, it's a sad day that I have to actually defend my mindset, which is I am embracing what the Patriots are doing right now, what they're still doing. I'm enjoying it. I have to defend this mindset because people will say, oh, you know, you're, you're wearing your Patriots pajamas or you're, uh, you know, you're showing the fact that, that you know, you won't criticize or you're just going to be a fan and, and you're a Patriots honk and all this. Well, wait a minute. I, I will criticize. If the Patriots lose to the Titans Saturday night, I will be here Monday morning on this very podcast and I will be crushing the New England Patriots. Okay? I will. I'll be crushing the Patriots. You cannot lose to the Titans. The Patriots are a 13 and a half point favorite. You cannot lose to this team. It just can't happen. It just can't happen. I don't care that the Titans beat the Jacksonville Jaguars twice this season. I don't care that they beat the Jaguars in week 17 just to get into the playoffs. I don't care that they went into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs on wild card weekend. The Titans are coming to Gillette and the Patriots better whoop them. And if the Patriots lose this game Saturday night, I will be the first person in this studio at 7 a.m. on Monday morning, recording a podcast, crushing the New England Patriots. And I can do that as a fan because I care. Because I still do look at things realistically. But I, but I like to pay attention to the facts at the same time. I think that's part of the realistic outlook. And if you pay attention to the facts, what you'll find is that the Patriots are the one seed. They're 13-3. and three, They're the favorite to win the Super Bowl. And oh yeah, just in case you didn't look. The Patriots are also the favorite to win next year's Super Bowl, Super Bowl 53 in Atlanta. And like I wrote in my column that's in today's Boston Metro on this Thursday, January 11th, the Patriots are a favorite in next year's Super Bowl, and we're currently living in a world where I have to explain to people in this town why. Why they're a favorite next year's Super Bowl. We're living in a world where I have to explain this. And it's making my head spin. Because the fact that I have to defend my stance on how good the Patriots are, the fact that I have to defend myself, you know, when talking about facts. These are facts that the Patriots are the best team in the league. These are facts that Tom Brady's going to be the MVP. These are facts that the Patriots have a chance and are the favorites to win back-to-back Super Bowls and also win back-to-back-to-back Super Bowls. These are facts. You mean to tell me Bill Belichick doesn't want to win back-to-back-to-back Super Bowls? 
What the fuck are you smoking if you think he doesn't want to do that? But I have to defend this mindset. Because it's pure insanity. People hate Tom. Some people hate Tom Brady. They're crushing him. They want to. Can you believe that a convict. Now, if, if you're not in the Boston area and you have no idea, can. I am. I was actually shocked to hear this the other day. People. There is a conversation in this town about whether or not the Patriots should trade Bill Belichick for three first-round picks after this season. Forget about how many picks or what the picks are. The idea that somebody would be having a conversation and say, yeah, I think the Patriots should trade Bill Belichick (laughs) tells you all you need to know about the bullshit in this town when it comes to the things that are being talked about with this team. A conversation about trading Bill Belichick is not one that I'm going to have. And the conversation about the Garoppolo trade is one that I wish would just come to a fucking end. All right? Because Brady's still your guy. And the conversation about Brady, people being done with Tom Brady, is one that shows a couple things. One, just how much of an idiot you are. And two, just how much of a spoiled asshole you sound like. So, I'm trying to move on. But when I'm the only one that actually wants to talk about the playoff game on Saturday night, and when I'm one of the only ones that wants to talk about just, you know, how special this season could be, even combined with next year, don't forget you're going to get Julian Edelman back. I mean, you know, I just want all the nonsense to stop. I understand I don't have the power to stop that. Right? I mean, look, I used to be the P1. I used to be a P1, Sports Talk Radio. I used to be P1. A P1 is, you know, I'm, I'm the top dog prime listener. You know, I used to be a P1. I can't listen to this shit anymore. I can't. I, it's not even worth my time. It's, it's making my head spin. It's just, it, it, it infuriates you more than anything. I can't listen to it. I can't do the Jimmy Garoppolo trade stuff anymore. I can't talk about trading Bill Belichick, and I can't sit there and listen to people in this town go out of their way to trash Tom Brady. Makes no sense to me. And people say, oh, what, we can't criticize Tom Brady? What are you criticizing him about? Do you know how long people in this town used to beg for someone like Tom Brady to come around? And when Brady shows up, and he does what he's done and continues to try to do and is the favorite to do. Nobody, even the people who are begging for someone like Brady to come around, nobody expected it to be this good. So what is there to complain about? You sound like a fool. And I can't do it anymore. So there's a game Saturday night, and I think we should move on to that. We should. And with that, that's where I get to my picks. Um, <laughs> I, I just got to get right to the picks because it's Thursday. I, I'm coming down with something, some type of flu-like symptoms, some type of flu-like situation. I don't know. It could be the just the insane temperatures. Like we had, you know, it was five degrees Fahrenheit. That's right, Fahrenheit. Five degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> For like two straight weeks, you get a huge snowstorm, and now it's like 50 degrees out, right? Now, if the sun was out today, the snow would melt, and, you know, I'd be tempted to be wearing a t-shirt outside. 
I think the constant change in temperature might be making me sick. So, um, I got to wrap this up, and I'll wrap it up on my picks. But let's just take, let's check out the whole divisional schedule. Divisional round Saturday. We got four games: two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Saturday begins with Atlanta in Philadelphia. The Falcons, the six seed. The Eagles, the one seed. That game Saturday at four thirty-five on NBC. Then you have the five-seed Tennessee Titans at Gillette Stadium to take on the one-seed New England Patriots. That's Saturday night at 8.15 on CBS. Then on Sunday, you got the number three-seed Jacksonville Jaguars in Pittsburgh to take on the number two-seed Steelers. That game's at 105 on Sunday on CBS. And then Sunday at 4.40, the final game of the weekend, of divisional weekend, you got the four-seed New Orleans Saints in Minnesota to take on the two-seed Vikings. Again, that game's at 4.40 on Sunday on Fox. It's funny, before I do get into the picks, you know, I, I, I've gone, I went back and looked at my preseason predictions just to see if I had any of the final four correct. Uh, obviously, I did a, you know, I revisited my predictions and, and predicted right before the playoffs began, knowing the actual teams that were going to be in it. And with those predictions, with those revisited predictions a couple weeks ago, I took the Patriots and the Steelers in the AFC Championship with the Patriots beating the Steelers, going to the Super Bowl. And I took the New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons in the NFC Championship with New Orleans going to the Super Bowl and the Patriots beating the Saints in the Super Bowl. And both of those things could happen. And in fact, I'm going to stick to my guns on those picks because I do think Atlanta is going to be Philly. I do think that New Orleans is going to beat Minnesota. I do think the Patriots are going to beat the Titans. And I think Pittsburgh is going to beat Jacksonville. So that would, that would make my revisited predictions look good. I went back to my preseason predictions. And while I didn't necessarily see it playing out like this, get this, I did have the Tennessee Titans defeat the Chiefs in the wild card round, which they did. And then I took the Patriots to beat the Titans in the divisional round, which this is the matchup, and I think that's what they're going to do. So I did get something correct in the, in the preseason. Um, but it, it, was, it was funny to look back on that and know that I kind of predicted this exact route of where the Patriots are now in the divisional round against Tennessee. I will say this, though. I do remember being extremely high on Tennessee going into the season. I thought they would win their division. I did not see this coming out coming from Jacksonville. I did not see the Jaguars winning their division. Um, I did. I was very high on Tennessee. I am not high on Tennessee right now. I'm not. And I guess that brings me to my pick. So let's get to it. I'll begin with my DraftKings. Gotta have them play for the divisional round. And again, just a reminder: use my promo code PICK. That's P I C to play for free with your first deposit, even if it's not football. Uh, You know, I like to put in a golf lineup, and golf season is right around the corner. I like to use it for Major League Baseball, NHL, NBA. Again, the promo code is PICK, P-I-C, and play for free with your first deposit on DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app. My DraftKings, got to have them play for the divisional round is Rob Gronkowski. He's going for 7100 bucks, And at 7100 bucks, he is the most expensive tight end in the divisional round. Now, Gronk is not the most expensive player 
Uh, on the weekend, out of any position, Le'Veon Bell is that. Le'Veon Bell is the most expensive player at 9600 Wow. Uh, and they're playing Jacksonville. So, Bell's the most expensive player. Gronk is the most expensive tight end at 7100 Look, the Patriots, they had the bye week being a one seed. And when you go back to week 17, Gronk didn't even catch a pass in that week 17 game against the Jets. So Gronk hasn't caught a pass since week 16 against the Bills, so I think it's safe to say that Rob Gronkowski is due. Also, you got to look at what Tennessee brings to the table defensively. The Titans ranked 25th in the NFL against tight ends this season. Tennessee also allowed 239 pass yards per game in the regular season, which also ranked 25th in the league. So the pass defense, not very good. And you got to think the Patriots... They're going to be ready to go. You got to think Tom Brady's going to be ready to go. All the bullshit that I just told everyone's talking about. The Seth Wickersham story on ESPN. You got to think the Patriots are motivated. An organization that uses bulletin board material better than anybody in the history of sports. And uh, if you want a little bit more motivation to go along with all that shit, Rob Gronkowski missed all of last year's playoff run uh, with the injury. So, Gronk had to watch the Patriots not just play in the playoffs, but win in the playoffs. Patriots won a Super Bowl without Rob Gronkowski. And I think it was something that some people said. Some people used it to knock Gronk. I, you, if I ever mentioned it, I mentioned it as if to say, wow, if they won the Super Bowl without Gronk this year, imagine what they can do next year with Gronk again. Right? That's how I used it. But if you're Rob Gronkowski... I'm sure you heard some of the negative things that went along with that, and I'm sure you use it as motivation. So you missed the playoffs last year. You haven't got a pass since week 16. You basically have no receptions in the last two weekends. Gronk's due. I think he wants to perform in the playoffs because he knows they won without him last year. And he doesn't want to show up this year and have him lose. Gronk's going to have a big day. Nobody in Tennessee is stopping him. I think Gronk is going to have close to 200 yards receiving in this. I do. I think he's going to have that big of an afternoon. Two touchdowns. We'll call it 170, 170 yards receiving. Rob Gronkowski at 7,100 bucks is my DraftKings. Got to have him play for the divisional round. And with that, we get to my picks with the spread. Usually five games with the spread, but in the playoffs here last week, there were only four games in a wild card round. I went two and two in that wild card round, and my record on the entire football year against the spread is 45, 40, and four. 45 wins, 40 losses, and four pushes. And it brings me to four more games in this weekend's divisional round. So let's get to it. Hit the music. Picks, picks for the divisional round is presented by Adams Corner Cafe and Butcher Shop in Dorchester. This place is a staple in Boston, so stop in today on Adams Corner and let Jeannie and Gordon take care of you for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Whether you're stocking your fridge or filling your stomach by eating in their cafe, everything is made to order with the freshest ingredients. And with the Super Bowl just a couple weeks away, this is the only place that you should be going to get your food to stock up for your Super Bowl party, even if the Patriots aren't in it. Again, I do think the Patriots are going to be playing in it, but hey... Everybody goes to a Super Bowl party, don't they? Even if the Patriots aren't playing. So you know there are Super Bowl parties. And if you're not the one hosting it, then tell the person who is hosting it to get their food at Adam's Corner Cafe and Butcher Shop. 
in Dorchester. Go to their website, adamscornercafeandbutcher.com. That's adamscornercafeandbutcher.com. And when you do stop in, make sure you tell them I sent you. Let's get to the picks. Picks number one. I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons, a three-point favorite over the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles at a one seed. The Falcons at a six seed. You never see a six seed enter a playoff game as a favorite against the number one seed, right? You just you just don't see it. But it tells you a couple things. First off, it tells you just how important Carson Wentz was to the Eagles. He had a season-ending injury. Now it's Nick Foles under center. The only thing really going for Philly right now is that they have home field, which because of that, you have to give them a re- you have to give them a shot, right? If this game was in Atlanta, then you wouldn't give them any shot. But because they're at home, you got to give them some kind of shot. But I don't think Carson Wentz's season and an injury and Wentz's absence is the only reason Atlanta is a favorite as a six seed against a one seed. I also think you have to pay attention to how Atlanta has been playing. The Falcons right now, they're starting to look like the same Falcons that went to the Super Bowl last year. Atlanta entered the playoffs, winning three of its last four, and they came through in a must-win game in Week 17 against the Carolina Panthers just to get into the tournament. The Falcons then, in the wild card round last weekend, went into Los Angeles and beat the number three-seeded Rams. It's a very good Rams team, and Atlanta beat them. Now they travel to Philly, and guess what? They take on an Eagles team that hasn't played a meaningful game since Week 16. They had a bye, and they didn't play in Week 17. They clinched all they needed to clinch in Week 16 when they clinched that one seed with a win over Oakland. The Eagles haven't played a meaningful game in a long time. So, seeing that and seeing the Falcons hit their stride, I just think that Atlanta, I picked, again, I picked Atlanta before the playoffs began. I picked Atlanta to go to the NFC Championship, and I am going to stick to my guns on that. I'm going to take the Falcons in this one by a touchdown. Atlanta minus three over the Philadelphia Eagles. Then Saturday night. I told you I think the Patriots will win. I also think the Patriots will cover the 13.5-point spread. They're at home. They're the one seed. They take on the number five seed, Titans. And guess what? The Titans, they've been impressive. That Week 17 win against Jacksonville to get into the tournament, that wild card round win last weekend in Kansas City, those are big wins for the Tennessee Titans. But um, the Patriots... I mean, they've had big wins all season long, and if we're really going to compare these two teams, well, the Patriots had 13 wins, the Tennessee Titans had nine, but here's a stat that I think tells you all you need to know about this matchup and why I feel the Titans are just completely outmatched. Tennessee is one of only two teams that advanced to the playoffs this year that had a negative point differential, and you know what that was? Minus 22. The other team with a negative point differential that advanced to the playoffs this year? Buffalo at minus 57. Put all of that into perspective. And you look at the New England Patriots point differential on the season. And you know what it was? Plus 162. Look, if the Patriots don't win this one by at least 14, I'll be shocked. I'm actually surprised it's only a 13 and a half point spread. I think the Patriots outmatch the Titans up and down the board. They're outmatched. And the only thing the Titans can hope for in this one is that Seth Wickersham's ESPN report wasn't exaggerated and that the Patriots truly are falling apart from within and that there's just too many distractions and it's all... They're they're just going to get whooped. But that's not going to happen. That's not reality. Reality is the Patriots are actually going to use that Seth Wickersham report as motivation. 
And um, so much so that I think the Patriots put up 40 on the Titans at home. Patriots put up 40. They whoop Tennessee and they cover. I'm taking New England minus 13 and a half over the Titans at Gillette Stadium. And then on Sunday, I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers minus seven over the Jacksonville Jaguars. All you need to know is that Antonio Brown is expected to play for Pittsburgh in this game. That's all you need to know. Antonio Brown will play for the Steelers in this one, and I'm confident taking them. I know that Jacksonville, the three-seed Jaguars, I know that they already beat Pittsburgh this season, right? Early in the year, in early October, they beat Pittsburgh. I know that Ben Roethlisberger threw five interceptions, but when I see Ben Roethlisberger throw five interceptions in that game, and I see what Pittsburgh did after that loss to Jacksonville, you know what they did? They won eight straight, and they went on to win 10 of their last 11 games. So it kind of fired the Steelers up. I don't think Big Ben's going to throw five more interceptions. I think he'll be locked in. He's getting Antonio Brown back. And when you look at the Jaguars, they just barely beat the Buffalo Bills. And the Buffalo Bills just barely got into the playoffs. They shouldn't even have been in. The Bills crashed the party. The Jaguars just barely beat them. Blake Bortles looked terrible. If the Jaguars have any chance whatsoever, and I guess you've got to give them some type of chance because they already did beat Pittsburgh this season. And the, the Jaguars' defense is so good. It's one of the best defenses in the league. But if they're really going to have a chance, it's going to be because Leonard Fournette does what he did in early October to Pittsburgh, which was run for 181 yards on, what, 30 carries and two touchdowns? Ah, something's telling me, though, that the Steelers are going to say, you know what, we're going to stack it. We're not going to let Fournette do anything. If the Jaguars are going to beat us, it's going to be Blake Bortles thrown for 300 yards and three touchdown passes, and we will tip our cap to Bortles and call it a season. They're going to make Bortles beat them, and I just don't think Bortles has what it takes to get it done. I do not see Pittsburgh stumbling on this one. I will take the Steelers to win at home and to win by 10. Give me Pittsburgh minus 7 over Jacksonville in Pittsburgh. And then my fourth and final pick for the divisional round, it's the New Orleans Saints. I told you they're going to win this game in Minnesota, which means as a five-point dog, they're obviously going to cover. Look, before the playoffs began, I got the Saints going to the Super Bowl, losing to the Patriots. I'm not backing down off that pick. They beat a very good Carolina Panthers team in the wild card round. Um, and you know what? If you look at this specific matchup with Minnesota, New Orleans already lost to Minnesota, and that happened in week one. But there are different things about both teams. One with Minnesota, Sam Bradford had a game for himself. I think he threw three touchdown passes in that week one win. He was their quarterback. Now their quarterback is Case Keenum. And two, the Vikings running back was Dalvin Cook. And he had a game. He was their lead in Russia, and then he got hurt. Injuries have changed things up for the Minnesota Vikings. Now it's Case Keenum, like I told you, and it's Latavius Murray in the backfield. I'm not telling you that, you know, the Vikings have struggled since. The Vikings had a great season. What I am saying, it's a different look, but if you're going to point out different looks, you have to point out the different look that now New Orleans is going to give Minnesota because in week one, it was not Alvin Kamara's team. And I know that's a strong statement considering that you also have 
Ingram in the backfield, that you also have Drew Brees as a quarterback, and you also have a top 10 defense in New Orleans, but Kamara has sort of been that team's spark. The Saints, they lost the first two games of the season to Minnesota and to New England. And you know what they did? They went on to win 11 games and win a very competitive NFC South that saw three teams in that division go to the playoffs, New Orleans, Carolina, and Atlanta. The Saints, right now, to me, they look like the complete package. The top 10 defense, the veteran quarterback who's won the big games and can throw it down the field like the best of them, and and a two-headed monster in the backfield that might be the most dangerous part of any offense in the NFC. And when you talk about Minnesota and the opportunity that they have to host the Super Bowl in their own building, is it possible that they could be in their own building on Sunday at 440 and they could be thinking to themselves, wow, Imagine if we're playing in this building in the Super Bowl and while they're looking up, thinking about that and what that could look like and what that could feel like, Drew Brees has said, you know what? You got to get to the Super Bowl first. And I've been there. And the Saints beat the Vikings. I think that's very possible. And that's why I'm taking the Saints to win a close one. I'm taking New Orleans plus five over a very good Minnesota Vikings team. My picks for the divisional round, I'm going with Atlanta minus three. New England minus 13 and a half, Pittsburgh minus seven, and New Orleans plus five picks. Picks for the divisional round presented by Adams Corner Cafe and Butcher Shop in Dorchester. Go to their website, adamscornercafeandbutcher.com. That's adamscornercafeandbutcher.com. I know you got a Super Bowl party that you're either hosting or you're going to, well, the food that you need to get for this Super Bowl party should only be purchased at one place, Adam's Corner Cafe and Butcher Shop. It's a staple in Boston, and when you do stop in, tell Jeannie and Gordon that I sent you. Adam's Corner Cafe and Butcher Shop in Dorchester. Thanks for joining me today. Enjoy the divisional round, divisional weekend. I will be back on Monday to react to it all, and I assume we'll be reacting to the Patriots facing the Steelers in the AFC Championship game. But whatever does happen, again, I'll be here Monday to discuss it. Get this show whenever you want at dannypicard.com. Also on iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Podcast One, you name it. They have it. This podcast is available anywhere. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, all forms of social media. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'm out. Talk to you on Monday. <laughs>